I'm Carly Shields, and I play Lola, the Harpy Wizard. I'm Bajaya, and I play Mirka, the Yeti Fighter. I'm John, and I play Mort McCoy, the Skeletal Ranger. Hola, me llamo es Patricio. Juego Ezra, the Garlock. Hey, I'm Adam Bash. I'm the storyteller, and welcome to Brute Force. Once again, fine ladies and gentlemen of the Gilded Ram Grog House and Tea Room. I, of course, am Jasper Spitwhistle, and uh, I just have one, you know, pertinent question on my mind tonight, and that's where the hell were all of you? You were supposed to break me out of prison. That was the that was the deal we made last time. You know, I was going down to speak with the constable about these trumped-up charges about boat thievery and inc- inciting a riot and whatever. And, uh, you know, they, they, they decided to go ahead and hold me, detain me for up to 14 hours. And I said, well, yeah, try it, Jackson. You're going to have the town tearing these doors down. You'll all look foolish. My friends will come and free me. And they, they took that as a threat. And they said, well, okay, buddy, we'll see about that. And they stuck me in a hole. And uh, it was, you know, it wasn't bad. I mean, it, it was uh, it was actually a pretty nice cell compared to some I've been in in my life. But that did not assuage my anger when I, uh, I sat there for hours on end and I was not, uh, was not greeted by a single pitchfork, a single torch. There was no one uh, pounding at the gates to let, let me out. And, um, you know, I feel let down more than anything. Disappointed, I suppose, that, uh, that not a single one of you not a single one of you took up my call to action. I don't know if you thought I was joking, if you thought I, I wasn't serious about the, the need for you to extricate me from that jail, uh, but I was very serious. I said, you know, if they lock me up, break down the doors, let, you know, free me. And it's not, it's not the, I was in there, it's not the most secure prison in the entire world. I don't, I don't understand how you, how you keep most people in jail here. They didn't even lock the door. I mean, any of you could have just come and and just pushed it right open. And there was a, there was actually a, 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 like a thin velvet rope off one side that said, please do not leave. And I thought, well, this is a little bit uh, necessary. You know, it makes me feel worse. I didn't, I didn't want to push it because it looked, they looked like they were very trim and, and agile gentlemen guarding me. And, you know, none of them were threatening outwardly or anything like that. But I didn't want to push it. It was a, it was a da- dangerous situation I was in, to say the least. But you, you all could have taken them. You could have helped me. <sighs> Again, I'm, I'm just disappointed. And I've approached several people on the way in, you know, one-on-one, and I said, you know, what what was the deal with that? Why did you not try to break me out? And I got, you know, the same types of responses. Oh, you know, I I, I didn't know if you were serious. Uh, I'm not really, I'm not much of a fighter, which is ridiculous because you're you're a trained mercenary, Grog. You are a trained mercenary. You grew up in a barbarian clan up in the hills. You are a fighter. I know your class. You have a little sheet right there that says it right on there, fighter. Three, you could have done something, Grok. 
You really could have. Alright, well. You know, thanks to none of you, I am free. Released upon my own recognizance. Um, it, was a, it was the most unfortunate. It was just the most embarrassing thing, really. Because who came to save me but none other than that wretched man, Fur Hat Greg, showed up at the jailhouse. And, you know, he had the, that smile on his face that he did. And he said, oh, here he is. Here's old Jasper, my old friend. Perhaps I can... Perhaps I can get you out of here. And he went down and he had a little discussion and he, uh, you know, threw a few coppers in the direction of the constables and said, you know, maybe this will pay his bail. And then, and then you know, he, he, he said, nah, let, let's that, let's let that fellow out. Like he was doing me a favor. That ro I almost stayed in there. I almost did. I almost stayed in there just to spite his stupid, fat little face. But I didn't, because I really had places to go. Um, I figured that the uh, marketplace would be almost sold out of plums. I hadn't had one on the day. You know, it's very important for my daily constitutional. So I did leave, but I wanted to stay, let me tell you. Anyway, I feel like I'm droning on here about this. It's, it's, it's very, it, I'm very raw over the entire thing. It's still very fresh on my heart. Um, and so, you know, for, you forgive me if I don't... Uh, think of you all a little bit differently for at least a little while until my trust manages to regain itself. Well, I mean, as for the story, I am of nothing else a consummate professional, so I will not let my personal feelings interfere with telling you about the brute force, because that is my job. I am a bard, and bards, uh, you know, sing songs, tell stories, perform in some way, shape, or form. And so here we are, my performance, the singing, dancing monkey on the stage that you can throw in a cage and forget about, right? Ah, you know, just a joke, just a joke, of course. So last time, our crew was uh, kind of in a weird spot. You know, they had had a conversation, albeit short, with one Rolo de Polo. And, you know, his, uh, his reputation seemed to be a little, uh, little off, you know, uh, seen by all as a... A dastardly monster hunter cavalier, a take no prisoners type of guy who also did kind of take prisoners. Um, you know, come to find out, he had some very forward thinking ideas on what was and was not a monster. Actually, uh, from the conversation, seemed a fairly decent fellow. You know, was willing to help, and you know, at this moment, they really could use help from anywhere that they could find it. And they were absolutely desperate to get back to Murkheim, where. Uh, right beyond these gates here, there were monsters clamoring, uh, devouring the flesh and ripping people limb from limb, or at least that was the story that was told at the time. I mean, you know, it's tough to tell. You're hundreds of miles away in a completely different kingdom, and you hear that in your kingdom there are monsters ravaging the gates and, and all this type of stuff. You know, you think, I, I like those gates. Those are my gates. You know, I lived in the, in the shadow of one of those gates for a time. I, I would hate to see anything terrible happen to those gates. Um, so those were the thoughts that were going through their mind. And sure, they were willing to, to take on any type of assistance that was offered. But as they would soon find out, any sort of assistance might come at a dear cost. The cost of their pride. Rolo to Bolo! And I hide behind the nearest rock. Which is, which is Ezra. Yeah, I hide behind Ezra. I mean, to be technical. And I take the gold out of my pocket and I was like, I meant to give you this earlier, look what I got for you. She's like instantly in front of you. 
<laughs> we, we saw this. There was a thing at the bank. And we made this great pun about oh, checks that people can't cash. And shit it. <laughs> yeah, She's go. like slowly takes it from him with shaking hands. Like Abu getting that gym. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I told you she'd like it. Now wait a second. Now I'm getting the picture. Okay. Now I see a little bit more of this. Who's this guy? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Rolo de Polo. Rimpy uh, de Pinky. Good to yeah, meet you. Rimpy de Pepe. That's what uh, it used to be called. Uh, <laughs> so, here's a. Uh, this is this is the. I, I understand a little bit more of the picture now. Where's your yeti friend? Oh, we don't. <laughs> Between you and me, man. Because you are the ones that travel with uh, Clash Tiger, right? Like oh, Sir Valiant Clash Tiger. Yeah, he's dead in hell. And oh, really? Lola, like, he freezes and is like... <laughs> that explains a lot of the siege. That really does explain a lot of the situation that you're going to... Uh, okay. <gasps> Interesting. Don't. So, um... Ezra, you're God. Who's asking? This is Roland Apollo. Yeah, you're with him, so he must be an alright guy. Um... Well, he didn't just outright lynch me, so, you know, that's saying something. Right, well, sticks what? his head out from Does behind Does that happen Ezra. to you quite often? Like, is that the regular thing, that people try to lynch you, or...? Yeah, well, it's it's not unheard of. All right, well, okay, so... How's the how's the town looking? I suppose I'm, I should check in. Are there First of all, are there, like, survivors in there? Or <laughs> is it pretty man. much, like, like a deadline, like... Yeah, nothing I, going on. Everyone kind of gone for it or looks like that. Looks like it. What do you say more? I uh, stick my head out. I'm like we're, we're cool, right? You're not gonna yeah, yeah, kill yeah, us. More, more just just come out for now. Okay, out. so like okay, if everybody's in that town is dead, then there's really nothing to do is, here. Is you everyone know? dead? Fair portion of them are. I'm not sure if there are any survivors or not, but that Baku oh, was hey, sure licking a lot of ears. Jam Tooth survived, eh? Oh, yeah, we saved him. Oh, good job. Oh, yeah, no, I, I'm doing great. You know, I brought the things that you said to bring. I got the leaf, the moth leaf, oh, and some poop uh, and pee. Is Moon Kevin around? It's on the you know, on I the think boat. he's up there on the boat somewhere, oh. right? Oh, yeah, Jam Tooth, take this poop to Moon Kevin and I give him okay, the rest you know, of the I poop. Get, oh, no, you put it back in. That's the other hand. I had the I had the one one. I had the poop hand and then the not poop hand. You put it in the not poop hand. Well, you yeah. I got to wash that hand and the other hand. Two hands I got to wash now. It's two, and it's one more than one hand would. You yeah. know, this day is really taxing our relationship. But <laughs> sorry, Maybe, uh, I gotta wash my hand too. Taking that stuff to Moon Kevin so he can start making the poultice. Or the oh, yeah, no, you guys probably don't want to have the poopy uh, and the pee sitting around. Uh, it get dried up and then uh, evaporate. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. we make the poultice. And then you guys, I think it's uh, not a poultice, it's a potion. You drink it and then right. uh, you yeah. don't have the worm anymore. And you then you all be happy. Over that. I go fix it. Uh, yeah, well, go, he heads go, off go take boat. it to Moon Kevin. Okay. That's our friend Jam Tooth. He's an orc. I say to Rolo de Polo. Oh, yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, you know, he definitely looked like an orc. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, you know, he got the green skin. <laughs> I guess the voices are pretty similar. 
<laughs> they've kind of grown. They've kind of grown together. <laughs> One is just more eloquent. Yeah. Yeah, but we have no idea where, where our Yeti friend is between you and me. Where is Mirka? She was behind us on the jetpacks, and then she she just vanished. So she crashed somewhere, maybe? Oh, boy. She'll find her way back to the boat, I'm sure yeah, of it. Yeah, well, I mean, Moon Kevin's here, so she'll probably she'll probably head back this way. Yeah, <laughs> she treated Moon Kevin like you treat gold, am I right? Yeah, yeah you are right. Well, she says and then rubs the gold bar on her face lovingly. Uh, RDP, why don't you go check the town for survivors? We're going to go on this boat and drink this potion. We'll uh, meet back up later. Yeah, no, I so I had a, a question for you. If you want to, uh, you know, maybe talk a little bit for a second. Uh, Ruth was Jewish. I'm just a golem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 don't really know how to uh, respond to that, but uh, <laughs> I have a business proposition, if you guys are interested, perhaps. Uh, does it involve us going to Mirkheim? Uh, it does, in the uh, eventualities, uh, revolve around you eventually reaching to Mirkheim, yes. I mean, we, we do really need to get back there rather quickly. Um, we've been delayed long enough as it is. Oh, yeah, and I can tell you must be pretty delayed. You don't even have sails on your boat. Yeah, well, you can thank your thank your little friend for that one. What's that guy again? Yeah. You might as well throw him off the boat. He's not very useful. He's kind of a jerk. <laughs> He's the worst. So here's what I'm thinking, you know. Hear me out. See what you think. If this is up your alley, maybe, you know, we can make a little business arrangement. So I do have bookings in a couple of the towns on the way back towards Murkheim. Okay, now they've seen my act and my act is amazing. Okay, but they have seen it before. So, you know, they're looking for something new. Right. So just going to throw this out here. Now, this isn't to say face already starts to turn up into a. Now, this isn't to say that I have uh, espoused these viewpoints, but the people along the coastline on the way to Merkheim very likely will consider you. To be, quote unquote, monsters, right? So now, here's what we could do: we charge admission to see the conquered monsters, conquered by Rolo de Polo, right? I mean, we do this already, but you know, we need to add some people here or there now and again. I mean, if you check my boat, like half the people there are uh, goblins or orcs or. Uh, you know, we've got a couple of lizard men that are really pretty cool dudes. They, they could show you a couple of games. Uh, and so, you know, I'm, I'm building what I would consider to be a, uh, a, a performance troupe, really. What's this so have to do with town. reading? Well, we go into the town. You right? said we were going to have books. We go into the town, <laughs> right? <laughs> we, sh- we do the performance, which is basically like you guys hang out uh, maybe in some chains. Maybe loosely in some chains, and uh, they might throw 
maybe tomatoes at you or something. But, you know, you being the noble spirits that you are, the misunderstood people that you are, you say, you know, I'm not going to lash out about this. And then the chains will break, right? And then they will go, oh, no, they have been freed. And then you, with your gentle spirits, will go, I will not harm these people. And you will pick up the chains and carry them back to the ship. And then they will go, oh, look at, we have completely misunderstood these peoples. They are not evil, terrible monsters. They are gentle beings. And, you know, in this way, we may be able to change the perception uh, of, 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 you know, many different people all along the countryside. And then, you know, we make our way eventually back to Merkheim, where we do whatever it is, save some people, you know, do the hubbub, you know, tell your king, I assume, would like to know that you, you know, whatever happened, you know, I don't, I'm not saying you did it, but whoever did it, somebody did the duel against your clash tiger fellow. And then, uh, you know, hey. Oh, oh, she looks at, she looks at Mort as that, as he says that. As he implies that we killed Clash Tiger. <laughs> Mort has a, a spectral tear running down his face. <laughs> so, what do you think? I mean, listen, you're not going to be able to get there very easily on your own. I mean... Hey, we're doing alright. You don't have sales. Like, what are you going to do? This is what I think we're... This is what we're going to do, my man. This is a really good pitch, but we, what we have to do... I love this plan. I know Lola's on board. Look at Mort. He's definitely down to clown. This sounds great. I imagine, great. like, the camera swings over to them, too, and they're, like... And they're, like... Completely mm, dead. No. This sounds great. <laughs> what we're gonna do, what I'd like to have... We'd like to have you back to the boat for a nice meal, but we also have to pitch this to our friend, Mirka, who's the Yeti you mentioned. So, you do a final pass through town... We'll grab Merka, and then we'll all meet on the boat, and we'll talk about this deal. Sound good? Or, here's another option, because not super interested in this town, now that I've been here and seen what, I mean, let's be honest, most of those people are dead. The The funding for this to kill worms, it's it's going to be way too much work. It's, I'm not going to get the, anything out of it. So I might as well do a couple more bookings along the coastline and head down to Murkheim because there's going to be some real problems there. I can make much more money if your Paragon is dead down there. It's going to go to shit and I'm going to be able to clean up. So I might as well just push that way right away. Um, so my idea, if this is satisfactory, is that you guys can try to figure out your, your Yeti situation. I'll head back to my boat. Uh, I'll take the uh, wizard fellow, if you guys don't want him, and uh, deal with him on my own terms. And then uh, we can uh, actually probably provide you guys with sales because you're going to need something to be able to make it out of here. Um, and then maybe we can just kind of travel together for a while, you know? You know, we got some people we can send over. You could talk to some of the people that work with me, you know? There's like, like I said, these lizard guys, you guys would love them. They are the nicest fellows in the entire world. They can tell you all about kind of how the show works and how the performance is. And then, you know, we can uh, kind of make 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 it up on the way on the way over, you know? I like this plan yeah, a lot. go that way anyway, right? Yeah, we'll see you later tonight. We'll have a little meeting and then we'll, we'll take off. Sound good? That sounds lovely. Okay, I'm going to go back to my boat now, so... All right, we're going to our boat. Yeah, uh, we're leaving immediately. No way we're going with that asshole, right? Oh, thank God, Ezra! <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what that trick's called? That's called the old 24 skidoo. I learned that trick from Ruth, too. We, we, that, guy, that guy's a real You're piece of shit. you all the time. I, I, I thought that was a squelchy bell. No, a squelchy bell is a, it's a dull, different animal. That's that's when you've been that's when you've been donked, uh, and the twenty four is when you're the one doing the dinking. You know what oh, I mean? 
Um, so we're, we're in a little bit of a time constraint now. I mean, if he knows that Clash Tiger is dead, that means we've got to get back, like, immediately to tell Murkheim what's going on. Yeah, we, because- got, the, we got that magic win. We're, we're in group. We got the magic win. We got the Frankies. I'm sure Murk is back on the boat. There's I mean, no way this plan can go wrong. If we wait for him to, to give us our sails and then combine the sails with the wind, surely we'll be even faster. Oh, that's a good idea, too. Yeah, that's not bad. Actually, I, I mean, I'm not we sure may make, the physics we may make would a little bit of that, an but... enemy here, but, uh, you know, kind of thought he well, already was, so. Yeah, whatever. I mean, this guy's all talking about trying to make us read. I don't want any <laughs> of his books. <laughs> you I know, mean, uh, Oh, God. Let's get his sails and get out of here. That's a good plan, too. We'll get the sails. We'll wind it up. He won't catch us. We'll be the fastest ship on the sea. I mean, sounds like a plan. But, yeah, it's not bad. We did. But first, we Brain need trust. to find Mecca. Oh, yep. I'm sure yeah. she's back on the boat. She's gonna love it when we're going so fast and her hair's just whipping in the wind. She's gonna love <laughs> oh, that. Oh no! But what if we get back and all of her hair is sticking straight behind her? <laughs> she's gonna be in <laughs> such a bad mood. That's true. Maybe she have Moon Kevin brush it. Gross. <laughs> All right, so you guys uh, pop back up on deck, and Moo Kevin is there uh, swirling around some stuff in a cauldron of sorts, and it is pretty foul looking. And he says, "You get, oh hey yeah no okay, so uh, the stuff's pretty much done because strangely enough, you just mix it up and then uh, kind of boil it, and uh, a lot of the pee boils into the poop, and then oh, next thing you know." You got a good uh, a good potion there, so this should cure your dream worms issue. Probably. Is, is there anything else we can do in town, or or is it foobar? I mean, you could do whatever you'd like to do in town. There's probably one more gold bar at the bank if you'd like to further rob these people of their riches. Lola's already gone. <laughs> I'm a, we didn't rob it man we got paid for killing the worms it's cool alright anyway here's your poop cocktail well, All right. just grabs it just downs it yeah we, we cheers it through the teeth all trust right. the gums look out stomach here it comes you, you guys go. are all gonna have to you guys are all gonna have to roll a composure and survival to not violently uh, hurl this stuff right back up. Still with a well, minus one? I, I wasn't joking. Lola's gone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Two successes. Two. Two successes. All right. You guys managed to stomach the drink, and when you look up, you notice that you are short when a harpy. That bird's always getting into trouble. You definitely saw her run off, though. Uh, how long does it take for this potion to to rid us of these uh, dream worms? Uh, All of a sudden, your stomach starts to contort in ways that you didn't know existed because it's a spectral stomach, and your pants are full. Oh, uh, not very quick at all, then. Uh, I... <laughs> I go over to, to the edge of the ship and empty them. <laughs> Adam is fist pumping. 
Ezra. I'm so happy you guys finally drank that. Ezra is was flying on his jetpack to go chase down Lola, so I guess he poops his pants in the air and <laughs> immediately turns back around in a to the ship. Shower. No, he goes and picks her up because the jetpack stinks. He can lie to her and be like, "Oh, it's not. It's the jetpack." <laughs> and Lola comes back with two gold bars. There weren't two gold bars. Well, the one that in total Ezra gave her. Oh, there you go. Yeah, sure. She's doing a dance like. We will. We will. Uh, we will pretend that you didn't get accosted by any worms on the way. Make her. I make her that. poop. Make her oh, poop. Oh, gross. Yeah. So Lola, you come back to the ship with your extra gold bar, and uh, you are presented with a potion. Uh-huh. Uh, don't worry, Lyra. It's not too bad, but you might want to position yourself over the, the side of the ship while you, you drink it. Uh, what? Is it going to make me throw up? Uh, Other end. Sort of. <laughs> what? Other end. I mean, the, the worms have got to come out somewhere. She she grabs the potion and then walks off to a privy. <laughs> you guys are stupid. Why wouldn't you? Why would you do this in public? We didn't. We All right, resolve and survival. Oh, oh, not resolve. No. Sorry, composure and survival. Oh, that is so bad. Oh my god, I have no. I don't have. I have a chance roll. Oh my gosh, she's gonna pass out and shit I herself. Got seven. <laughs> so you chug this thing down and immediately throw it back up into the potion bottle. Oh, <laughs> but you realize that you still got to get this down, so you chug it again. Oh, God, Adam, my God. <laughs> and then your, your entire... This is unlistenable. Your innards explode. <laughs> and from above... Jokes from, are making you laugh so hard. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, uh, from above deck, all you guys hear is like some very loud squawking below the decks. <laughs> She comes back up after looking ashen and is like, don't say a goddamn thing. All right, all right. I'm sorry that part of the story gets a little bit blue, but honestly, it's it's everyone's favorite part, strangely. I don't get it. I mean, if I ever write my memoirs, it will be just a journal about my daily constitutionals, because it seems like you... You people seem to enjoy the, the poop-related aspects of this story more than about anything else. Well, anyway, it was a strange moment for, for, for the crew because, you know, they're here they are still concerned, still worried about Mirka's uh, whereabouts. And as they look over the side of the boat, who should be there uh, but Mirka herself? Uh, but she wasn't instantly recognizable for reasons that will become readily apparent when I continue with the story, which I will do as soon as I stop telling you that I'm going to continue with the story. All right, so Mirka... Uh, why don't you give me a roll? This is going to be um, ride and dexterity. Oh, I have no ride. Okay. And so what's your dex? Two. Okay. So the, you actually negative one. take a neg one. So this is a chance roll. Uh, big money, big money. Oh, I got a zero. That's good, right? For a chance roll? No, that completely fucks us over. Oh, shit. <laughs> the one time you were ever supposed to fail a roll and you accidentally make it. I thought a zero was a ten. A zero is a ten. The problem is is that like, we need you to fail this roll to explain why Mirko flew off in the wrong direction. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so the one time I was supposed to roll poorly, I rolled yeah, too well. You, Good. You rolled too well. Good. 
Okay. <laughs> um, why don't you lie to me and tell me that you rolled less than that? I will roll again. I rolled another zero. <laughs> <laughs> God, you, can you just suck for a second? Okay, please? I rolled a six. <laughs> All right, that's not good. That's not good enough. You suck at this. You're not good. And you should probably quit playing games because six is terrible. I know. You needed a zero. That's what you should have rolled. I wish. I never roll zeros. Okay. And, well, and not twice in a row at all. So you're you're trying to get the hang of this whole jetpack thing, but it's it's already kind of cumbersome because you're I mean pretty big, and then this jetpack's even bigger. Big and so like you're like, you know, you're like a like like a Zeppelin floating around out there. And then like you're consistently concerned that like the fire shooting out of the back of your jetpack is like, you know, that's that's freaky. You know, it's too close to your fur. So you're kind of focused on anything except for flying towards the town. And next thing you know, you kind of look up and you are headed for uh, the middle of the field out to the north of town, the bison field. Oh, no. And you got kind of a split second decision to make as to whether you're going to pull up and try to avoid crash landing in the fields or if you're just going to smash head on into the dirt. Um, if I pull up. Which way will I go? If you pull up, you're you're gonna be heading right into the forest. Oh, is uh, Moon Kevin still on the ship, or is he in the forest? Uh, you know Moon Kevin to be on the boat because you had just <laughs> talked to him like approximately thirty seconds ago. Oh yeah, I forgot he was tanning. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'll I'll pull up because I feel like crash landing into the an open field would be harder and maybe the trees will stop my fall or I'll tumble you know hit branches or something and they'll break my fall a little bit if I do crash land okay well you uh so you pull up at the last second and uh start buzzing the tree line uh and you know this thing is is running out of gas kind of at an accelerated pace I don't know if they put the same uh fuel tank in this thing as they put into Ezra and Mortz but this thing is it's doing double duty at this point. Uh, and so you start sputtering out and you go tumbling into the trees and you crash into the side of a, a, a tree house, basically. And you find yourself kind of in this in the living room of Moon Kevin's yes. uh, den of solitude. She's America, like, gets up it's like uh, stupid Yanov. He probably didn't. Put, he promised me that he knew how to make uh, someone my size fly, but curse him. And she like gets up, she realizes where she is, and she like kind of looks around Moon Kevin stuff. You know, she gotta she gotta check him out. He he obviously left in a hurry because all of his favorite things still seem to be here. Um, he's. All of his books are still here. His erotic wood carvings are still here. Uh, it seems like he kind of left in a hurry, too, because you can smell kind of as you get in here and as you get the jetpack that smells like methane off your back. Uh, you can smell that like he must have been cooking something because over in the kitchen, there's like a, a smell of of like sweet cream and uh, like cardamom. I mean, Merga goes over to the kitchen because she's always hungry. She tries to. Is the, is the fire still on or? No, it it luckily you uh you crashed in a way that um 
Yeah, it did not immediately uh, catch into flames. Plus, uh, you were kind of running out of fuel at the end oh, of no, it, too. No, no, I meant so. like the whatever he was cooking. Oh, no, no, he did not leave the stove on. Okay, well, America's going to try whatever he was cooking. Okay, so as you get over there into the kitchen, you are uh, you have to you have to kind of take a moment because you're you're kind of caught off guard because this is a this is a delicacy that you have not had since you were a small child. This is oh. this is a this is a milk cake that oh, is uh, it's customary to to the area of the of the Shimmering Isles that you're from. Oh man, I wonder if Moon Kevin was making this for me or. Is he from the Shimmering Isles too? So, can is there any way like I can look around to see, um, find out where he's from, or like, like does he have pictures around that I can look at? Uh, yeah, no, he doesn't really have any like photos or anything like that because this is a fantasy world where they don't have photos. Damn it! Um, <laughs> does he have portraits around? Of paintings? No, surprisingly enough, he did not bring any paintings uh, to his uh, treehouse bungalow. Damn it. Well, and Mirka is like just asking herself, like just talking to herself, you know, whether Moon Kevin is doing this for like learn how to cook the milk cake for her because, you know, maybe she he's sweet on her or whether there's more to Moon Kevin than it appears. You're thinking this while you're like popping six of these things. Yeah. Yeah. But she has to be careful though. I, I imagine milk cakes are sticky and she doesn't want to get, you know, the stickiness on her for yeah. her hair. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's utensils around. You could probably like spear it with a fork and pop it in your mouth. It's about cookie size. They're little, little oh, tiny okay. cakes. Oh, okay. Can Mirka like look around? Is there an office space or something? Does she can look around? Uh, well, there's this little library area over there where he, you know, was taking his notes and he's got all his little books. All right, was 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 there any uh recipe books around where he was cooking? Uh yes, there is a recipe book. It's uh, uh Mirka des- picks it up and looks a, at the cover. It's it it says Desserts of the World. Oh damn it. <laughs> but it would have shivering Isles recipes too. Yep, and as you kinda flip through you can see a a, a, a page that Looks like it's got a little bit of sugar dusting on it, and it looks like it was where it was recently open to for these milk cakes that he's made. Mm. She's very intrigued, but she wants to look around in the bookcase more, um, see if there's any information about like him, Moon Kevin, because she's like she's into him. She wants to know more, but I mean she's not like confident about talking to him, so she probably wants to snoop around. Yeah, so his bookshelf is, uh, I mean, there are a lot of books here. All of them seem to be about uh, about nature in general. They are all, and I don't know if Mirka would notice this, but um, we would probably from an outs- from outsiders notice this, that they are all written um, very, uh, in a very basic language. It's like a child's guide to <laughs> the forest and um, like trees for dummies and things like that. <laughs> But that probably like goes over Mirka's head and Mirka just says, oh, he probably has kids visit often and he wants to like ha- let kids borrow his books. That's so sweet. Mirka's probably not going to want to hang around because they're on a mission. So even though she wants to snoop more, she'll probably maybe take one of Moon Kevin's shirts 
and maybe one of his carved sticks. Technically theft, but, you know, she's borrowing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's going to climb down the tree and try to head for the town with where the other, his uh, her friends are. Okay. Headed. Well, as you kind of... Uh so do you climb down the tree or do you use that little uh, pulley system like like the the I, there was like a platform that, that he raised and lowered. Oh, right. it and she's going to climb around. down. She's yeah, pretty okay. good at climbing. All right. Well, about halfway down the tree, you hear um, some growling and um, just gnashing of teeth down below you. God damn it. Um, can I uh, investigate or girl investigate to see what it is or can you just tell me can she just look down she can look down uh but unless you give me like a perception or a nature maybe perception to like see what is down there or a nature to like gauge by the sounds what might be down there okay um is that intelligence and perception uh it would be it would be wits and perception or it would be intelligence in uh nature there i have like the same in both of them I got two successes. Perception. Uh, well, you see kind of moving in and out of the foliage down below um, something that is uh, orange and black striped and oh. very large. Is it a tiger? It's tiger-like. Oh. Is it? Uh, I guess I don't want to. I have an animal handling. Can I roll that to see if I can get it to go away? Sure. Is that... Wits and animal handling, I guess. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, let's do um. Or manipulation and. Yeah, I would think it would be manipulation. Okay, that's the same. Two six. Oh, I got a zero. Ah! Ah! I got another zero. Oh, I got three successes. Okay, tell me what you uh, do to get this tiger to to go away. Well, I don't know much about like handling with big animals but i know like with bears and stuff you can try to make a lot of noises and appear bigger and maybe that will work on tigers too so she's really good at climbing so she starts to like make a lot of noises like shouting and yelling maybe she can rip out a couple of branches and throw it down at the tiger like creature she's like go away shoo Go back to your house. You don't want to eat me. I have a lot of hair and very little meat. All right. And you kind of jump from like one branch to another and like rip one off and toss it down. And the uh, the tiger obviously like bolts off uh, back further deep into the forest. But now I'm like, if I go down uh, from the tree, what if the animal comes back? You know, oh, she's going to do it. She has to, she can't just hole up in this tree house. For the rest of the time, she gotta, she gotta go places, do things. So yeah, she's gonna continue climbing down, but like carefully. Like I imagine her like climbing down, trying to be quick, but then every so often she stops and listens to make sure the tra- tiger thing's not coming back until she gets all the way down. And she she takes uh she, she has a crossbow, so she takes that out and puts it in her hand just to be. Just to be ready. Oh, that was a good idea. So uh, you drop down to the base of the tree. Why don't you give me <laughs> another perception? God damn it, Adam. 
At least you armed yourself. That's true. One success. All right. You see uh, the leaves moving kind of ahead of you, but it's about uh, 25 yards away in the direction of where the uh, where the tiger went. Oh, and uh, and the leaves are rustling like higher up than where the tiger would probably be rustling leaves. Like the, whatever it is it, that's coming towards you or moving in those bushes is uh, probably about five to six feet tall. Okay. Can I roll with nature to see what it is? Or sure. am I not? Okay. One. All right. Well, you can you can kind of get a get a gauge on it. It sounds like it's it might be a person. And sure enough, as you uh, as you kind of ready your crossbow and get ready for the worst, um, bu- like busting through these trees is uh, a really disheveled looking man who is completely stark naked. Oh no! Ew. And he runs through the trees and he's just like he's he's completely nonsensical sounding. He's like ah ah wah, 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 wah. All right, uh, she's gonna put her crossbow down. Is the man running at her? Uh, he is running in her direction, yes. Oh, okay, so he's not... She's going to try to get his attention. Just be like, sir, are you okay? And he uh, he, he sees her and he, and he like looks over at her. And he you can tell he just looks really confused. Like something like, like he just doesn't know where he's at or what's going on. And he starts running towards Mirka. Okay. Um... So when he gets to her, is he still being like crazy and babbling? He's still crazy babbling when he gets like right up to her. Okay. Uh, Mirka's going to put both of her hands on his like on his uh, two arms and pick him up and shake him a little bit. Sir, you're not making any sense. Calm down. Uh, Okay. So at this point, we're going to roll an initiative. Okay. Okay. Uh, you, to do this, you just roll a you just roll a d10, and then you add what your initiative modifier, which is going to be um, based upon. Oh, you said a d10. I don't know why I was looking yeah. for something else. So, yeah, so you just roll a d10, and then you add your dexterity and composure. Oh yeah, my initiative modifier is four. Okay, so you're just gonna add a four to, to it. <laughs> I got a seven. Wow. Okay. Well, this fellow, uh, he got an 11 because he rolled a 10 on his initiative. Uh, And so uh, you've got him picked up and he kind of tries to um, he tries to grab onto one of your arms and just kind of like swing around your arm Mm -hmm. to to break your hold. And as he does that, he plants his uh, his mouth on your arm and gives you a, a solid bite to the wrist. Ow! Why did you do that? I'm trying to help you. And let's see. Yep, you're going to take one point, one point of lethal damage. No. Who is this dude? I don't even know. Oh, never mind. I see where it is. Uh, does he say anything to her? <laughs> I almost shot you, and you should be thanking me that I didn't. And you were naked. And babbling. Um, is there like rope or something around? Um, no. <laughs> I guess. That, well, okay, so there is the rope from the plank that is uh, that is the entrance and, and exit way that uh, Moon Kevin uses to get in and out of his place. 
I okay. guess you could like yank that off, but it would probably be about it would it would be one of your moves to like get that rope ripped off and like to try to use it to tie him up. Yeah, but then I mean, you can try you can try to just like knock him out or something. I mean, yeah. Mirka's pretty strong. Didn't want to do that, but yeah, I guess I can't can't hold him and rip the rope down at the same time. Probably right. Yeah, probably not. I mean, do you have yeah. anything else in your inventory that you could tie him up with? No. I guess we didn't really um, get no, too I'll deep just, into I'll inventory. I'll just knock him out. Then, if you're okay. gonna bite me, then I'm not gonna try to help you. All right, Mama said, "Knock him out." Mama said, "Knock you out." Just so that's melee? gonna be strength and melee. Yeah. Yeah. Three. All right, you you knock him clean out because he has he has no defense. He's Good. stark naked. Uh, I'm not going to leave him there because that tiger thing is up. So I'm probably just going to... I don't want to like... Oh, I know. Uh, I don't, don't want to sling him over my shoulder because he's naked. That's gross. But I have that shirt that I stole from Moon Kevin. So mm-hmm. I'm going to put that on him so his genitals will not touch me when I sling him across my shoulder. <laughs> okay. It's a solid plan. The bite on your arm really burns, though. God damn it. Um, I have no medicine. She can pop. Okay, uh, she's going to... All right, this is what she's going to do. She's going to climb back up or use that plank to go back up to uh, Moon Kevin's treehouse. She'll probably leave that dude there. Um, okay. She's not, maybe she's not. But he probably has uh, medicine. So she's... Can I roll to see if... Investigate to see if he has medicine that I can use? Uh, you know where his, like all of his like material components are basically like he's a, he's a druid. Like he takes leaves and makes stuff out of it. Right. So like he's the type of guy that doesn't particularly keep medicine on hand. He makes like salves and stuff like that. So can I look at his, uh, let's look at his bookshelf and see if he has like a book of medicine recipe or something. Yeah, there. I mean, he does have uh, an idiot child's guide uh, <laughs> to salves. Okay, so he probably has ingredients laying around. Um, so America is going to find. Can I roll for this? Or yeah, can I you're just... gonna have to roll a, a nature of some, so like an intelligence in nature. Okay, gonna do this shit. Gonna heal myself. Two. Okay, um, so you have you have devised that obviously what this issue is is that this man much must have uh, uh, the dumpy disease, and that is a, a well known disease that people have when they just look dumpy and then <laughs> they go crazy and they start biting people. And so uh, you you've, you've looked kind of through and you're like, yes, okay, I've got I've got the perfect thing. You know, this is just a little bit of an antibiotic thing. I'll be all right. Uh, you get some aloe, you get uh, a handful of different things. You mix it all together. You get yourself a nice little paste. You stick it on there. Uh, and it does. It feels a little bit better. Oh, good. Yeah. So she's not going to leave that dude there because she doesn't want to uh, want him to wake up and like fuck everything up at Moon Kevin's house. Um, so can I see if he has rope so I can tie him up and probably put pants on him? 
Oh yeah. So uh, Moon Kevin uh, is is the type of guy that braids his own rope. So there is plenty <laughs> of um, braided rope sitting around his workstation area. Okay, I'm gonna tie this dude, this dumpy dude, up um, and put some more clothes on him. So you know he's more clothed than just a shirt. And then okay, I'll make my way downstairs or off the tree again with this dude slung over my shoulder. Okay. And you are headed back towards the boat, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you got, you make it to about the edge of the forest and you start to get kind of a little woozy. Oh shit. Um, can I roll another nature? See if there's anything I can do. Sure. Zero. (laughs) How about that? Yeah, you're a little, you're a little, you're a little caught off guard. Uh, usually dumpy disease doesn't work this fast, but you know, you've never been one to be dumpy. So you must be like inherently like. When I look at my, the bite mark, is it like oozy or red or inflamed? Like, can I tell any? Yeah, Way. so you put a little, put a little bit of like a like some gauze over it, like a little bandage over it, and as you kind of peel that back, one thing that you notice is that all around that that bite mark, uh, your fur is missing. No, not my hair. Why you do this, Adam? <laughs> she like she gets real distraught. She throws that dude down. Is he still passed out? Yeah, he is still passed out. He and she tries to find. Like water, or something to okay. put put on. Uh, so I'll roll investigate. God damn it! Oh, I have survival too. Ooh, two zeros. Ooh, another zero. Okay, three. All right, so uh, you you notice like a, a wearing trail uh, in the in the brush, and then you kind of listen, and you can hear kind of the trickle of a of a of a creek nearby, and so you start following that trod, and you uh, pretty quickly come to uh, you know something that would be about ankle deep on you, uh, but it is moving water. It doesn't look brackish or nasty or anything like that. She comes like she just kneels down and starts putting uh, water on her. Uh, bitten arm like no 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 you know you have to grow back you have to grow back I know it's going to take a little bit but I'll take care of you You, but you have to grow back she's more like concerned about the hair obviously than feeling woozy Um, as you kind of like you're washing the the, you're trying to wash the the bite area Mm -hmm. and your hair around that area like even further out (laughs) isn't damn it it isn't so much that it's that it's gone it's that it's shorter than everywhere else on your body. What? Like, for, like the the hair on your forearm near the bite of the uh, on your wrist is shorter and progressively shorter the closer it is to that bite. Like hmm. someone has cut your hair. Can uh, I go back to that dude and see if he's awake? Yeah. So Mirka jumps out of the water and starts running back up to the yeah. to where she left this guy. Yeah. And starts shaking him. Uh, as soon as you get to him, uh, before you actually, uh, you I mean you notice this before you actually get to him physically. Um, there is a tiger bound up, wearing a shirt and a pair of pants. What? It's a skin changer. 
Or is it what it's Skinwalker? Is that what a it's skinwalker, called? Skinwalker. A were tiger. Yeah. Uh, and strangely enough, like as you recognize this, you get you get really woozy, you kind of drop to a knee, and all of your body, like everywhere, just feels like it's tingling and cringing. Oh and, no, uh, I'm about to turn into a tiger or something. Uh, and you're you know, shivers going all throughout your body, and then uh you know, you think it's about as much as you can possibly take. It is unbearable. And then all of a sudden it stops. And I go back to the water or I guess it's running water. So you can't. I just want to. Can I just look down on myself? Is it still? Yes. Me. Uh, it's you if you were a human. What? Dang. You look like a just completely hairless human being. But I don't have any clothes on, Adam. You shouldn't have put it on the tiger, Mirka. <laughs> uh, she, uh, Mirka's going to take the clothes off the tiger because the tiger's still passed out, right? Yep, tiger's still right. passed out. <laughs> I'm going to take those clothes because the tiger doesn't need the clothes. All right. Uh, you do still have hair on your head, so that's something. <laughs> is it white? Is it, it is. Is it still white? Okay. Yep. Um, she's like, Mirka's going crazy. She has lost all her hair. Uh, she doesn't know what this magic is, and apparently she's a skinwalker now, or skin changer. Uh, so she, I mean, what can I do? Can I roll a perception to see what is happening to me, or investigate? Um, the perception is just going to show you, tell you yeah. kind of like what you already know. Um, investigate's not really, I mean, you could, you could try, um, let's see. Or insight. No. No, I mean, insight, you're just trying to read somebody. Um, I really do think this is either a medicine or, I mean, I guess you could do another nature. Okay. I was going to, I was really afraid you're going to say two things that I don't have anything in. <laughs> All right. I got two successes. Okay. Um, so you don't really know a whole lot about uh, the various lycanthropes of the area, um, but you are guessing just based upon the fact that this thing was temporarily human and then not, then switched back to uh, a tiger, that this is what uh, is considered a, a reverse lycanthrope, where okay. it's an animal that can turn into a person. So and, this has, uh, yeah, this has and, to be temporary. And if you have been bitten by this thing, then uh, chances are that you have uh, in you have in your own way become a sort of reverse lycanthrope. <sighs> OK, well, there's nothing really she can do in the woods. I'm sure she needs to consult with like, I don't know, maybe Moon Kevin would know since he's all about nature. So, yeah, she's going to sling this tiger back over her back over her shoulder and keep making her way to the boat because she, I mean, she doesn't know what else to do. She doesn't have it. She can't really do anything else in the woods by herself. All hopefully, right. But well, hopefully no one, nobody's going to be freaked out seeing, especially Moon Kevin, seeing a human wearing his clothes coming to talk to him, saying that it's Mirka. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, so... One thing that you, like that you notice is that your 
view of the world hasn't really changed much, like in a literal sense. So mm-hmm. you're getting like you feel like you're about the same size as you were. Mm-hmm. So although you look human, you're also you also look like a seven foot tall human with <laughs> it's gonna be really nuts. long white hair. Oh, man. They're I think it will front. be a pretty I think it will be a pretty easy sell for you to convince people that you are you. OK, I mean, they're still going to be freaked out, though. So America starts walking back to the boat, muttering to herself about losing her hair and witchcraft and magic. And hopefully Moon Kevin can tell her what to do to. But she's also worried that it, this is going to stay with her. So she's going to have to have like a <laughs> an outfit ready whenever she changes. <laughs> All right, well, the rest of the way back to the boat is uh, uneventful. You know, now we tell a lot of jokes here at the Gilded Ram Grog House and Tea Room, but one thing we do not joke about is reverse lycanthropy. Uh, It's a terrible disease. It strikes uh, hundreds of thousands of household pets and farmyard animals every year. Uh, And occasionally, yeah, I mean, it'll it'll hit a Yeti like like a ton of bricks. can be a real bummer. I mean... I mean, compared to dreamworms, dreamworms are obviously, you know, worse, right? But become curable, curable, um, reverse lycanthropy. <laughs> um, I mean, so that's 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 some real stuff. Doesn't have a lot of, uh, of ill effects besides the whole uh, visual aspects of it. I mean, um, it's uh, of of all types of lycanthropy, it's actually it's quite mild. Um, and in fact, you know, humans, humans do get uh, reverse lycanthropy on t- times, but, uh, you know, you would never know it. It's like if you have a wolf that it sometimes would change into a wolf. You would not know, right? It's like sometimes you would say, oh, you know, that wolf, he's, uh, he's not acting like himself. He's acting like a different, different wolf, really, you know. That's, that's not the Gregory I know. Presuming that this wolf was named Gregory, of course. You know, lycanthropies can strike in all different forms. And, uh, but you know, for Mirka, this was, this was probably one of the worst-case scenarios. I suppose she could have been stricken with some sort of lycanthropy that changed her occasionally into a naked mole rat. A seven-foot-tall naked mole rat would definitely be worse. Um, so I guess, you know, bright side, right? Um, but she was, ta- she was taking it hard. But at least the whole crew's back together, and, and, sh- and surely this whole thing with Rolo de Polo will work out, right? Uh, am I broadly hinting that it might not? I might be broadly hinting, you know? Uh, but, you know, hey, you know, this has been therapeutic for me, I think, you know? Uh, uh, you know, go back to the grindstone, right? Get, get back into what you do well, right? And maybe put your troubles behind you for a little bit. And maybe the troubles like the fact that your entire town are all phonies. You're surrounded by a bunch of people who don't respect you, don't respect what you do for them, and uh, certainly would not go out of their way to, you know, maybe uh, help you out in a time of need or anything like that. So yeah, it's a, it's a real breath of fresh air for anyone out there that might, you know, empathize with that situation, you know, whoever you might be. Anyway, you know, uh, I, I do have to go. Um, I've, <laughs> you know, I've actually found myself in a, in a bit of a, of a pickle uh, with, uh, with my uh, housing arrangements as of late. Uh, it seems like the, the proprietors here at the Gilded Ram Grog House and Tea Room have a strict policy with their tenants that, uh, you know, it can't be anyone who has been recently incarcerated in the local area. 
Um, so, you know, I've, uh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm doing fine. I, I'm sure I will find uh, some place to stay nearby. And uh, it does not affect my ability to, to be a storyteller here. That's it's not an employee-related thing. They'd hardly find someone to tend the bar if they had that rule for employees. Is that right? Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm getting a real stink eye from our bartender there. That's uh, maybe a little bit. I didn't mean to imply anything. Okay, chill out, Kumda. You're fine. I really should get going. Okay, so, you know, I'll see you guys uh, next time. Tip your bartender. Of course, he's a, he's a swell, upstanding gentleman, that Kumda. All right, I'm getting out of here. Well. potatoes didn't get enough monstrous action on this episode of brute force well then check out these other geekly ink shows including drunks and dragons casts of thrones cthulhu and friends transformation sequence podcast and you're a wizardary you can also head over to bruteforcepodcast.com to read character journals or follow the party on our map of eorith if you've liked what you've heard so far then please consider donating to our patreon campaign at patreon.com slash brute force so that this band of misfits and weirdos can continue to deliver the content that you enjoy also don't forget to make your way over to itunes to leave us a five-star rating and review reviews are like shiny things and that makes lola happy new episodes come out every other tuesday so go subscribe grab your gear and get ready to go adventuring with brute force And as you guys uh, kind of uh, revel in your worm-free lifestyle, uh, you look over. There's low worm activity, basically, at this point <laughs> within yourselves. Uh, you guys look over the uh, the side of the ship, uh, and you see someone about Mirka's size with Mirka's hair, but only on the top of her head. She looks like a uh, seven-foot-tall... Oh human that is obviously Mirka. Oh no. What? She probably burnt her hair off with that jetpack. Oh no. (laughs)